is the sound of our bonus episode. I am so excited. Bridget is very excited. I'm just gonna keep doing this for a whole episode. Please don't. You're doing that and I'm looking for a leak in my Dr. Pepper. That's where we are right now. <laughs> yes, this is a lightsaber from Galaxy's Edge 2019, December 2019. I was there for the grand opening of Rise of the Resistance at Disney World. Yes, everybody admire it. It's metal. I built it myself. If y'all don't know, Bridget loves Star Wars more than pretty much anything. <laughs> she once made an entire PowerPoint of why Raylo is the best thing ever and sent it to if me. If you would like access to that PowerPoint, just let me know, because I definitely still have that saved on my drive. And it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. She makes some compelling arguments. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. And uh, I say that I as a person a- who does not like Star Wars very much at all. I braided a Padawan braid in my hair. I'm wearing my Rising Moons Galaxy's Edge shirt. I drew on my lovely Anakin Skywalker scar like I did in seventh grade when I loved him. My very first email was Anakin Hayden Lover, LVR, at AOL.com. And yes, that was my AIM username, too. So (laughs) to say I'm a fan is putting it mildly. My first email was Sock Fetish. My mom made it for me. <laughs> I know. And I didn't know what fetish meant because I liked socks I, a lot. And she was like, this I didn't know funny. what lover meant until my mom told me. Uh, and that was also my AIM username Sock Fetish. Shout out to AIM. I'm surprised I that I didn't get a bunch of weirdo creep boys sneaking up in there. Because <laughs> come on, dude. Like, hey, my first internet boyfriend was from an Aragon chat room. So you had an internet boyfriend? You know, yeah. Tell me about your internet boyfriend, Bridget. Oh my god. His name was his name was Eric. Uh I can't, I think it might have been ninth grade, eighth grade or ninth grade. Ninth grade, because it was for the movie. Uh R.I.P. Aragon movie. I know. We had so <laughs> it much tried so, hard. so much hope. We had so much hope for uh, you. Fun fact about uh, me and Bridget me- is that we both love Aragon. We've bonded over the horrors that happened to this movie so much, and more than anything, we would love a TV. But series. I do own this special edition of the movie because I I cling to what little well, I can. Obviously, yeah. For that, franchise. we almost did a book club that was <laughs> just the two of us reading Aragon because the rest of our book because club everybody didn't dropped out. It. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, I'll read it. And then everybody else was like, I don't have time anymore. And it was like, oh, okay. We just read the entire Twilight series, but we don't have time for it. I was so sad. I was like, you know, I took all of your suggestions and, hey, no crappy suggestions. And y'all didn't want to read Aragon, which is a gem. It was basically what all of them were saying they wanted, just not the ones they said they wanted. But it's just not Harry Potter. We were going to expand the horizons of sci-fi for them. I'm over Harry Potter. I want Aragon back. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life. I just want Aragon back. We should still do our book club. (laughs) We should. I'm in. I'm I still want to name like a pet Safira or a kid. I don't know. A pet or a kid. Don't name a Whichever child one. Safira. That is awful. My, I might have a I might have a kid named Fiero. Like we don't know. Oh, uh, I would love that actually. I love Fiero. I might have a kid named Anakin. <laughs> I broke into Wicked today and I don't know why it happened. 
it was and it wasn't even like a good wicked song it was the shiz song like their school song and it just was yeah. in my head i don't know why it happened but i was triggered by something is it is it because of the Kristen Chenoweth TikTok where she's like knocking, like, no. can I come in? Because she says, I can play a goat. And it made me laugh. There was, someone said something. And I think it was the dialogue that's right before they sing Shiz. And mm. it, I don't know, dude. It was just the weirdest moment. I, but it, it triggered me hard. Shout out yeah. to Wicked. I mean, I'm really excited, really excited for that to be a movie because I love that. Hopefully, show. it's good. Dear Evan Hansen was good though, uh, so I don't care what anyone says. You're gonna die on that ship. You All haven't right. watched it yet, so you can't judge it. I still have it. No, but I'm just saying you're gonna die on that ship. Got it. Well, I good. watched. You know what I watched this weekend? Hmm. Lamb. <gasps> I watched Lamb. Lamb is out. It's not good. No, it's not good. I was so hyped, so hyped. A24 thought it was going to be some body horror. It's like marketed as like, it's going to haunt your nightmares. It's the same thing that happened with the witch. It is not marketed right. You know, I didn't super care for the witch either. I, it was pretty. Yeah. It was very pretty. Yeah. And that's, that's how lamb is. But it's really pretty. Will loves the bitch. <laughs> like he's got a Mondo poster, like that really expensive one. And we framed it and everything. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's beautiful. And he loves See, it. The only thing I liked about the witch was when Black Philip was like, "What's like thou like to live deliciously?" Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended, and I was like, "Oh, I thought we were getting into this," and then it ended. Like Paris got me that pop of Black Philip because the, I, I love, love Black Philip. But that was my it. favorite thing and to do. I don't to figure remember out what chunks. kind of person the people I hang around is is to pull out an apple and just to be like, "What thou likes to live deliciously?" And if they respond correctly, then I know they're cool. And if they're just like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, okay, I'm going to go cry. <laughs> Bye. My favorite is when they like turned it into a Taco Bell meme and they're like, wouldst thou like to live mass? <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> like two years ago, I saw that wouldst thou like to live mass? Yes, and I was like, I this meme is really directed at me, isn't it? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> isn't that oh my great? God. So... TikTok is getting a little crazy, dude. And I was scrolling through, and their ads are so targeted. It, I just flipped through, and it was like, I make playlists for broken people. And I was like, oh my God. Stop. Stop. Like, my For You page literally could diagnose me in two seconds. It's insanely it creepy. And I'm like, this is all just based on my lot, likes. It, it really hurt. <laughs> it hurt me deep. I kind of just want to have my therapist log into my TikTok and be like, scroll for 10 minutes and you'll like, see. Like, this what is what's wrong do. with me. Can you fix it? Have you, you gone go. to see your therapist yet? <laughs> have you had your first appointment? How was I it? I did. I had my first appointment. Uh, she was <laughs> she was trying to put me in like the like kind of unconscious, relaxed state. And I it took me like the, almost the whole session to get there. She's like, you're a very high strung person. I was like, yes, this is part of the problem. <laughs> She's like, you do not relax. And I was like, no, never. I'm if I'm not moving or running, it's it's just like <laughs> I break down. I am moving. I I must. And she was like, we're gonna work on that. So she gave me a CD with like her voice and like calming noises and so that's gonna be weird. We'll see. It'll be fine. But it'll it's a little weird. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be good. Do you have 
the headphone wrapped around your neck again? I do not. It's in my lap. I learned. Eh, it's down I, I can here. like hear hear it. I don't know if I'm just being loud or if I'm just hearing voices. Maybe it's that orb thing again. I don't know, but it, it ain't me. It's literally like yeah. between my legs. Because I was I was looking at the volume bar and it wasn't you, so that's why I was like, <sighs> maybe my. Uh, my lady bits are saying hello. Don't go there. I knew it. I knew we were going there. Mm. Just like as soon as What's you said that? that. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> A lot. I don't know. <laughs> you know what's wrong with me? That I can't get cinnamon coke. Oh. I'm trying. We'll see. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan's Dylan. Gonna help us. <laughs> I'm gonna be on a first name basis with a guy I don't even know. <laughs> He's your product distributor. Dylan's a cool bro. Dylan. He's gonna help us out. Dylan, I, I need you to help me. <laughs> I don't care if it's from three years ago. I've drank old Coke. Like it's it, it's if it's sealed, it's good. I just need my cinnamon coke. We're working on it. I can get you a coke, coke and just please. put like 80 cinnamon sticks in it and shake <laughs> So it's flat? Yeah. That's the that's the the best part about cinnamon coke. Or, did you hear I about wonder... people who drink freaking hot Dr. Pepper? That's like a thing. To have a hot Dr. Pepper, they just warm it up and drink it in a mug. That's a real thing. I The people do. I, I This is like the one time I really embraced that I'm very American, and I really liked ice drinks. I don't like, okay, I don't love very ice American. drinks, because I have very sensitive teeth. I always have, so anything too cold bothers me. But I like... No, normal temperature to drinks, tepid drinks, if you will. Um, room temp. Yes. Room temp. Like, I bought this like two hours ago when I was still working. Three hours ago? I don't know. I left work at like 10, See, so I, I don't remember what time I bought it, but I bought it before I left and I've let got... it sit so that it would become a temperature that is acceptable to drink. <laughs> it's who I am. I didn't open it. It's still like fizzy and delicious i just like room temperature soda and there's nothing wrong with that i would have i would have put it in the freezer to make it cold i've got like iced red bull right now very rarely if i'm having like a day or if i'm out in the wilderness of san antonio and i go to like a taco truck or i'm just having a good time then i'll want like a freezing cold coca-cola or if i get a fountain coke i want it to be as cold as humanly possible oh why does fountain coke t- taste so much better than like fountain coke well i know why mcdonald's is better it's because coke actually makes them their own like special coke that's just for mcdonald's and they have like a nitrous system for it so it comes out extra cold and also the straws at mcdonald's are slightly thicker so you get more i need the straw of i the need coke the straw on your tongue thing, as you yeah. go so you get like an instant flavor but yeah the- mcdonald's has like their but I didn't own know about the other stuff coca-cola recipe that is given to them by Coke. Don't ask me why really I know that, because I don't know, but I know that <laughs> for a fact. That's like your fun party yeah, fact. Yeah, just, well, no, my fun party fact is, well, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear my fun party fact? It's about yeah. penises, so, so but me. it's about whale penises. No, I don't. No, that that might be what the Loch Ness Monster yeah. is. I've told you that fun fact, right? Well, no, no, no. That's no. not what it is, actually. I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's really fascinating. So, the Kraken. Yes? Yeah. 
yeah. the reason that that is a thing is because way back in the day when all the pirates were having their pirate stuff they would see these weird tentacles in the water and they were like whoa we've never seen a tentacle so like that before but that's blue whales. exactly what the lot monster is that's hilarious i learned that i learned that from uh and that's why we drink that <laughs> that's what it was well blue whales sticking out of the water they mate in threes and they mate towards the top of the water so while one's getting it on the other one's just waiting to the side and it's little hoo-ha is just waving hello and everyone thought that, that was the kraken so there are no sea monsters there is just penis genitalia <laughs> yeah the more i've learned about whales and dolphins the more i've been disturbed by them. dolphins rape and i hate them when i was a kid they're so violent and most sharks are like killed and injured by dolphins when i was a kid i loved dolphins like i i went from horses to dolphins like pretty fast because i we lived in california so i was like i love all sea life now sea life is terrifying and i never want to be in mm -hmm. the ocean ever but i yeah, used to want to no. be a sea world trainer and then like watch the news like twice and was like no I'm good. but then i watched the news twice and realized nah <laughs> it's fine nah and like dolphins always scared me because you know there was like that which you think back now it's kind of dangerous it was like that petting pool yeah. of dolphins and you fed they them still do and that. they're like but they were like telling you like don't leave your fingers in there because dolphins have zipper like teeth and they it just will take your finger off and i'm like <laughs> feel like this is an insurance hazard yeah i'm i'm just not about sea creatures at all any of them i do kind of love sharks i think they're weirdly adorable it's because their eyes are so derpy because they're just like these big old black dots and i love their little spiky that's probably why i like kirishima so much is because his little shark teeth i watched i watched jaws too much. i've never seen jaws i like so you know this you know this. I've told you this before. I must just dump it out of my head every time because I'm I feel boring. like every time I tell you I haven't seen something, you just lose your mind. I'm sorry. But Jaws. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. We worked for a theater. So? Huh. Uh, I like penguins. I think they're cool sea creatures. Dana loves penguins. It's like her, her favorite they're thing. They're cute. I like the Pittsburgh penguins. They're Hello, Sydney Crosby, who will never listen to this. I love you. <laughs> you waved to me once at a hockey rink because I was the only Hello, fan of the Dallas Stars single. Arena screaming at you because y'all were playing badly and y'all lost and you thought I was funny. So thank you for that. <laughs> I, I died a little bit that day. <sighs> In a good way. Oh. It was a good die. Sorry. I'm just... Speaking of death, do we want to start talking about Star Wars? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Let's do that. That sounds good. All right. All right. So Star Wars Visions. Star Wars released their first, like, Star Wars anime. Now, we've had Star Wars animated shows before, but never in the style of anime. So this is a big deal. They're not canon. They're little one-offs, and they're all by different studios, which is really awesome and very different tonal shift for Star there are Wars. two um, of them that i wish would just be a whole show that i i could watch i have a i have a few like that too yeah that i'm like I, this would be cool actually there are three I now really that i'm thinking that. about it fully there are three of them that i just need to be a full anime 
And I, I don't like Star Wars. I never really have. I did. Well, I did when I was a little kid. I loved the prequels when they came out. And then uh, I'm just not a sci-fi person. So I really didn't think. Team, team prequels. They are the superior Star Wars. I agree with you in that. You. I do. So sorry, everybody. Suck it. Um, but I, I don't like sci-fi things. So I didn't really think I was going to enjoy this. And I also wasn't sure how the sub was going to be on Disney Plus. Because it's not like they just have English and Japanese. Like they have every language under the yeah. sea. And uh, the sub was phenomenal. My only problem, my only problem is that Disney Plus's captioning is huge. It's like giant, so oh. it's kind of hard to separate it. And they, yeah. it's a big black bar, so it's not just like it's just the words. Like it's. I hate that they large. do the black bar. I, I don't. I, there's no way around it and either. It, I hate that. Uh, I've had that issue for, I think I was watching Mandalorian and I, I have And like, in some of the episodes, the timing like, oh. was off on the captions. So you get like a flash of one and mm. I had to like rewind, but it it was only a couple of times, but I'm like, if you're going to do an anime Disney plus, I need you to get it together a little bit. But other than that, get those captions time stamped. Great job. I will spoil this and say, yeah, I enjoyed watching this and it made me want to watch Star Wars. Ugh, I know. I might actually watch season two of The Mandalorian now. Which is Lord, I'm so probably excited. the highest praise I can give this, is that this yeah. made me actually want to watch, which I hate. I loved every single episode, except for one, which I didn't hate. I just was kind of like, eh, about and um, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, but first, I wanna, I wanna I'm guess. Really I want us to guess what the other's favorite episode was. All right. Uh, what do I think yours would be? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's either Toby. Toby or Lapinocho? Nope, not even close. What is it? It's the twins. I loved the twins. I almost said twins, but then I didn't. And we'll get to my opinion. On I think twins. yours is the elder. Let me look at which one that one is. No. No? No. It's a good one, but it's not my favorite one. Was it the ninth one? I can't say the name. I really, <laughs> I really like the ninth one, but it is not my favorite one. Shoot, which one is it? My favorite one, I think, is... It has to be the ninth Jedi. The ninth Jedi is the... Uh, so there are two that... Or three. There are three that I just think should be a whole freaking show. Uh, the first one being The Duel. I would watch a whole 10,000 episodes of that. And then... This is why I think you'll like Mandalorian. Because there's basically The Duel in an episode. Ooh. It is very Kurosawa. 
Ooh, okay. Okay. I'll, I will, I'll probably have to rewatch season one because it's, I wasn't paying the most attention. Um, but I will because I, I liked it that much, y'all. Y'all need to watch this. And then the twins, I would, again, watch a whole saga of that. And then The Ninth Jedi, I think, would make an amazing TV show. Just like, ugh, so good. So good. See, so good. with you saying that, you're going to really enjoy Mandalorian Season 2 because Twins has like kind of a, epi- a few episodes in there. It's not about like Twins, but it's got the same vibe in a few episodes. And I, you're going to, I mean, they, I loved Mandalorian Season 1, but Mandalorian Season 2 really cemented their like, writing and where they're going with direction and tying into star wars yeah. lore, but still being very independent mm-hmm. um well shoot so well all right episode I have, one the i have duel. the summary should i should we do that thing should i read it i'm gonna do it anyway yeah read, read uh, us Disney our summary Plus does so much better with their summaries than netflix uh really good really good little teasers here uh the summary is a wandering stranger with a mysterious past defends a village from a powerful bandit yeah, it's great. So immediately, I w- I read that description and was like, all right, kind of like Seven right? Samurai, you know, Magnificent Seven feel, which is great because as soon as this started, it is absolutely in honor of Akira Kurosawa uh, and his film legacy. Because if you haven't seen any works by him, um, they're classic film staples. Like if you ever study film, you study him. And Magnificent Seven is one of the really most popular titles. Uh, but there's also another title called Yojimbo. And um, the the title card entrance is straight up from that movie. And some of the sets... I, that's one thing I love about Visions, is they do Star Wars sets combined with also Japanese like See, architecture. And they just morph them. I was instantly them. excited to watch this as soon as the duel started because the animation was so familiar and it took me so long because I was like going through all this stuff in my mind because it's this weird mix of like 3D animation over 2D cell animation and it's got like that like yeah. classic film crackle. And then I realized, I realized that it's because it's the it's the same animation from the opening to all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure shows. And I was like, what is this? Which oh. is really weird because a lot of animation studios will just do intros to anime and then someone else produces the anime. And they did only the introductions oh. to all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. And I was like, That's what really the interesting. Heck? Okay. Right? Instantly dope. Yeah, I really liked it um because like it's a different animation style. It's more like 3D it looking is. animation. And, but then I love that it was like sapia toned. And so it was kind of showing like an old film. Well, it's a, um, the, the studio that did I, it, it's a Kamikaze Doja, uh, Doja. And they actually, that's what they do. Like they own, their whole thing is they're a half breed studio and they specialize in the CG blend oh. with two, uh, the 2D cell animation. So that's their everything. And their their company motto okay. is compromises death. And they're very, very serious humans. And they're also pretty new-ish. A lot of these studios are new. This one was actually founded in 2003. And they really haven't done a whole lot except for JoJo. And oh, and they did Batman Ninja, which is dope. Batman Ninja is a great movie. Hey, if that's you popular. It, yeah, excellent. I was gonna say I've I've heard people talk about that. Yeah, 
Um, so I love that, like, so we, like, open up and we're in this old, like, city vibe. And even, like, the droid has a straw I hat on. I loved that droid so I much. Really that. I uh, loved all the droids in this. All of them. Yeah. They're all baby. That's what I've all learned. All droids are baby. There's, there's, there's one that I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I like that. I'll get there. Uh, I like that their hair was more like samurai kind of hair mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just like Star Wars. Because, I mean, the whole thing about Star Wars is like the Jedi are samurai. Like, that is what, like, George Lucas derived them from. So um, it was really cool to yeah. see that come full circle now. Uh, yeah, and so we see old, like, Star Wars droids that we're familiar with, ship noises, no- all that. Um, and then... Basically, it's it's a really simple storyline. I mean, it's the duel. That's basically what you focus on. So we have these outlaws coming to attack the city. They want, uh, you know, like the leader. This kid's going to go with them instead. Um, and I, I wrote, like, it's got a Seven Samurai kind of vibe before I was like, oh, this is straight up just Kurosawa. Um, and so the villain is a Sith Lord. Uh, and I wrote that she has an umbrella that's the best lightsaber i have ever seen if i ever had a lightsaber i want an umbrella lightsaber just straight up dude that was so dope and then when she just took it off and threw it down i was like yes that then it was just a normal saber and i was like i'm here for it i like that in, in most of Star Wars visions, the the lightsabers are drawn which more is like uh, samurai just the best swords, thing which I ever. thought were really cool. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> it's everything. Um, and it's really interesting that her one blade yeah. powers all of those blades. So, a a cool thing about Star Wars visions is we get really into kyber crystal lore. Which I love kyber crystal stuff. I mean, um, like, when you build a lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge, you choose a kyber crystal, and that's what color that powers your lightsaber. Uh, And kyber crystals were in, like, the old original Star Wars Clone Wars, like, 2D animated series in between episode 2 and 3. They had a whole episode about the temples that had the kyber crystals and they're spiritually powered by the force so cool so i I mean they haven't been addressed much other than like kylo ren had a cracked kyber crystal so that's why his blade was like that and that's basically it and then we never really got addressed anymore but kyber crystals are so cool to talk about so i was really happy i didn't know i needed kyber crystal lore in my life but every time they got into it i was like yes i'm here for it I think you would love Star Wars if you read the extended oh, universe stuff, which I think is what's hard is people just focus on the movies, which are great, but they're like the tent poles. And what a lot of people love about Star Wars, like you need the tent poles, yes, but it's everything else that branches from that that is so cool that you makes know, us obsessed. After with like this, watching like, these, I did think I'm like, why don't I like Star Wars? You know, because it's it's sci-fi forward but it's more of a fantasy than a sci-fi honestly if you're looking into it and i think the real honest reason that i'm not into star wars is because the fans suck sometimes like you can't just go in and be like they're like hardcore gatekeepers you can't just go in and be like oh i really enjoyed this everyone's just gonna fight you and i don't want to fight all the time sometimes sure see Episode three is my favorite Star Wars movie, and I have grown up now fighting because of that. And, like, I will defend Hayden Christensen until I die. I'm like, George Lucas 
didn't have his wife editing the prequels, so there wasn't as great dialogue. Carrie Fisher did some dialogue editing, but he wrote these as like Shakespearean, like politics and romance stories. And so when you switch your brain to those Shakespearean type like era novels and stories, mm -hmm. it makes sense. That's why they talk the way they do. They're not going to talk like you and I because they're not in the same universe as you and I. And so when well, people always complain about that and like his acting was so horrible, I was like, he acted so much with his body. Like imagine you're like 21, you're married, your wife's having children, twins. You can't tell anybody about it. You can't tell your best friend who like raised you and like he's acting amazing. And so I understand. Yes, I understand <laughs> your problem. I've been there. <laughs> I understand. The Star Wars fandom can be absolutely yes. atrocious. Look at what happened Maybe with our Last next Jedi, podcast is which is Gateway an Star amazing Wars. film. <laughs> Gateway Star Wars. This is our whole bonus series. Please no. You're I'm, welcome. I'm not doing that, but um, I did enjoy these. Um, go ahead. So then we go, like, so we see, you know, she's a Sith Lord, and then he comes out. And he tells the guy, like, hey, when the timer goes off, this destroyed needs to be ready, which is which is really fun. Um, but he pulls out his blade, and if you know anything about Star Wars, like, when your blade's red, you're, you're not good. But, but it kind of, like, messes with that, like, does your blade change? Is it because of your kyber crystal? What if you originally were a Sith Lord, but what if you, you kind of are a Grey Jedi area? Grey Jedi is, like, you know, the Jedi have gone too far. It's just mm. like politics now. Like, I don't, I don't stand with any side. I'm going to look at things by situation and by person. I don't want to affiliate to a party and bend my morals. And that's what great okay. Jedi basically are. And so when he pulled out the red saber, I was like, interesting because he's fighting for the better of the community. I don't know what his justification is. So I'm thinking he's more I great just, Jedi. That vibe. reveal of all of the kyber crystals at the end i was like i need to know literally everything about you immediately i need like seven ten thousand word fan fictions right now of just little short snippets of all your crap i love you that's <laughs> all i so good it's great and i also like that when she took off like her helmet thing uh, she had an afro. And so I think that was really important because if you know anything about like Kung Fu films is they're really important in black culture. Um, and so I think that was kind of like an homage to that. And I really love that, you know, you can incorporate that too. And it's always um, nice to see an evil I mean, <laughs> murder woman on any screen. Anytime there's a total kick butt lady just being awesome, no man in her way. Oh, I love it. This... This is why you need to watch the other Star Wars cartoons because one of like Ventress is like one of the coolest villains and she is a bald lady with face tattoos and she's got like this gray skin tone and she talks so cool. Like she was in the in between episodes two and three animated Clone Wars and then she's in the other ones too. But you know I love a bald lady. So cool. That's, that's you all would you love her. to say. <laughs> I know. See, this is this is actually my gateway. Yeah, like you said, this is gateway Star Wars. Did you and this is just how I get to you like in. it? So I get you. Or in. did you think I wouldn't? No, <laughs> I was a little nervous about this. 
I you was don't know. genuinely like, uh, it's because it, it plays you don't into know how hard, hard it was lore. for me not to text you after the duel and be like, this is excellent. You don't know how hard it was, dude. I was just sitting here, like, why do? <laughs> why do you think last weekend I was like, have you have you watched Star Wars Visions? Have you have you uh have you uh, want to record? You want to record? Have you watched it? Because I had like powered through all of these in one day and was like. It's it's amazing. so good. Oh, the yeah. music in this episode is also the great. music in all of it is was very great. different. They they um, do such a good job of keeping to the original score, but also adding so much culture and life into the worlds that they're building. It just so it's so good, and I love how they all start on the same yeah because there's some stars and then the, in different animation styles of tan down. It's just so wonderful. And we and we don't do the classic Star Wars scroll, oh, which yeah. already sets it apart from other things, which I liked. Um, but I mean, so there's like a straight up like mm -hmm. I think callback to Episode Three, my favorite. So like Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on Mustafar and the lava, and they're on that like piece mm. of metal, and that's what the log feels like to me. And they're balancing on the log and fighting, but instead of like lava, it's water. And I was like, oh, that's a fun little opposites. But um, one of the most it's beautiful so shots is the lightsaber behind the waterfall. So I good. loved that. It was so pretty. And the music even is kind of episode three when they're on the log. Um, you know, that is uh, oh, Battle of the Heroes by John Williams for that, that whole fight scene in the Battle of Mustafar. And it's just um so yeah and then you see kind of like a temple it's a mix of you know like i said the japanese homes and old architecture but then also with the star wars like little lines if if you're star wars and you know what i'm talking about like the little slotted lines um and then i love that he gives that kid a red kyber crystal and he says it wards off evil do they because one day maybe the kid's gonna Oh. kyber crystals no but i think he gives it to the kid as protection like that one day the force is going to call out to him and he's going to know what to do with the kyber crystal and he's going to make That's his cool. own lightsaber yeah because if if that if you are in touch with the force which anybody can uh i will not go into midichlorian counts but i will argue that on another day uh that you you i mean the kyber crystal is like a spiritual crystal for you and the force is gonna help you and you're gonna learn how to do it it's <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> so um a cool uh casting voice acting thing is Lucy Lou is the oh. bandit leader. And so there's some times where it's straight up for the for the dub version, uh where it straight up feels like uh her role is like Lady Snowblood in Well, uh, Kill in Bill. Um, the bandit leader in the Japanese. I watched this in Japanese. I, I think I said that at the beginning. I don't know. I got carried away with kyber crystals. Um, her name is Akino Watabi, <laughs> and she is uh, Midnight in My Hero Academia. And she also does the voice of oh little baby Izuku Midoriya. Uh, she's also uh -huh. uh, Tamari in Naruto, the original series, and everything past it. Okay. And uh, she's uh, Go Masoka in Free, which is a very fun anime about swimmers. We will probably watch it eventually. Cool. All right. I'm sure we will. 
Uh, did you have anything else on this episode? That's basically all I just I have had. voice actors. Um, I'm going to give all the voice actors shout-outs because they are dope. Um, okay. Ronan, he's played by Masuki Terasoma, and he's actually in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, but we haven't met him yet, so I'm not going to tell you who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And he's in Naruto too. He plays Hidan, who's like this crazy cool ninja. Okay. And then uh the village chief, there's only three people that really talk in this. So the village chief uh yeah. is played by Yuko Snape. And she voices uh Boruto Uzuma- Uzumaki from Boruto, so Naruto's son, which is cool. And also okay. this was so good for me. One of one of the first animes that I have, like, a clear memory of loving and just being so attached to is Eureka 7. And she plays Renton Thurston, who's the main character of Eureka 7, and it so okay. good. Uh, but yeah, that's really all <laughs> I got. I, I told you about Kamikaze and all their stuff. That's yeah. That's really it. It was dope. That's awesome. It's really interesting. I didn't know that studios sometimes only do the intro and then another well, studio does A lot the of these studios, really cool. too, I've noticed uh, they specialize in music videos. So they do, like, uh, like CGI oh. music videos and stuff, which has been really interesting. I didn't write a lot of those down because literally all of them have so many credits in music videos. But uh, not this one, but the next one. I think it's uh, Studio Colorido. I think is who did the next one. Okay. Uh, yes, Stuluk. They specifically pride themselves in being one of the like biggest Japanese music video creators around right now. So I I don't know why that's a thing. Huh. But yeah, Batman Ninja, and then they did well the first three JoJo Bizarre Adventure openings, and it's dope. Cool. That's cool. All right. So that leads us into episode two, Tatooine Rhapsody. This is not my favorite episode, I but I do appreciate I it, it for so what much. it is. Like, it, I think kids could love it. Um, the the summary is: a band with big dreams must save one of their own from Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. Very straightforward, very cute. I loved it, but I also, I truly believe, I truly believe, even though this is an anthology, every anime series needs to have one episode that's just for fun, you know. It was a fun season episode. It did feel like uh, the 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 like school fair day at My Hero when we we break into a big song. I you're a hero. Absolutely too. loved this episode, and it's it was just so cute and so fun. It gave you all the excitement. It mm-hmm. gave you a really fun group of friends. It gave you a banger song. Your song was in English, yeah. <laughs> when you watched it, okay. yeah. I wasn't positive because sometimes they don't do that but the japanese song was a bop and i i love i love that makes me want to listen to it in japanese to see how it you need to you need to it's so good and so i i was gonna wait for the voice actors but the main character jay who uh is Uh the singer he's voiced by uh oh my gosh where is his name uh Hiroyuki uh, Yoshino, who is present Mike in My Hero Academia, and he actually sang the song in the Japanese version, which is really cool. I love present Mike. I know. 
was so cute. <sighs> well, in the dub version, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he <gasps> sings it too. I feel sad that I missed that. I love Joseph Gordon. We might just have to like trade on this episode to go watch each other's version <sighs> because Joseph Gordon Levitt's Jay. And then I this is what I really thought it was more kid oriented. Um but also Bobby Moynihan is um what's his name? I can't think of that character's name. I wrote it down somewhere. I don't Which know. one? But Bobby Moynihan is the one that gets captured by uh, Java. Geez Gazer? Oh, Geezer. Geezer. So, and Bobby, if you know anything about Bobby Moynihan in real life, he is a huge Star Wars fan. Him and Taron Killam, uh, they were both on SNL, and they wrote those Star Wars sketches when Adam Driver would come on. And uh, they invited him to Disneyland when Galaxy's Edge opened and let him come, like, first VIP, go see it before everybody else. And they, they like were posting on Instagram, just losing their mind. So really happy that Bobby got a, a big spot That's in this. Really now cute. we just need Taryn to come and get a spot in this. Yeah. So Bobby's a huge Star Wars fan. So I love that he had that role and he does a lot of like, he did the voices in the, the new DuckTales. Uh, was it, is it DuckTales? Ooh. The new version? Um, is that what they made? Yes. No. Yeah. So he's one of the voices in that. Um, and so it, I just love Bobby Moynihan. I want him to be in everything. Um, so this this episode's called Tatooine Rhapsody. So we go back to a familiar planet. We see some familiar characters, Jabba, Boba, and uh, Timura, is, who plays him in Mandalorian and uh, in the prequels, is also the oh, voice cool. here for the English. I don't know. So it was nice to hear the familiar voice of Boba. Um, and yeah, it's a very different Star Wars vibe because it's kids and it's kids in a band and they owe money and, you know, Jabba's being normal Jabba. And if you owe Jabba money, he, I mean, he's a huge crime lord and has a huge syndicate. I mean, look at, look at Han and the originals, like if Boba takes him in, um, no, Django, no, Boba. <laughs> Gosh, I do this every time. I don't know. I always get them backwards. Okay. It's Boba. Because Django's his okay. dad, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, I mean, Han got frozen in carbonite. So, you, Jabba's a big deal. Uh, if you owe Jabba Is money, you a big deal trouble. because he's so and big. And so, uh, how dare you? You're welcome. How dare you? So, since we're in, like, a canon planet with canon characters, I wonder where... They wanted this to take place in the timeline because I kind of was getting vibes of because where they're at is like in episode one. It looks like the well, I mean, Jay Stadium was a Jedi, right? So he he left yeah, that to be in his band, which I I love him for. I, I follow your dreams, kids. I love that so much. But <laughs> so they still existed. So that's something. Yes. But it's like, do they exist? But there's two times you see like, yeah, this job is alive. So this would be prequel times because when we see him in original times, Leia kills Jabba in the last movie. So, um, yeah, so this would be prequels. I'm, I'm timelining in my head. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is probably in between episode one and two. If we're seeing Jabba and it's at the pod racing stadium and we're on Tatooine. Which is really fun. Uh, but Timra Morrison, that's his last name, is Boba. Um, 
what I write down is cl- uh, in all the episodes are the classic Star Wars lines. Like there are certain little catchphrases that are in every Star Wars movie and I love them and I can pick them out all the time. Like mm-hmm. I've got a bad feeling about this. It's in every Star Wars thing and I love that. And so they said it in this. Um Jay was once a Padawan because you see the braid and he has a saber. It's a really big deal if a Padawan cuts their braid. It either means they're done being a Padawan and they are like full on Jedi or uh, to start you know, a rock band. The Jedi. Obviously. Yeah, to start a rock band. And use Obviously, the force to just you know. float into the air and be the happiest of all the little boys. Rock on. Rock and roll, man. <laughs> rock and roll. Um, so the band is called Star Waver. Love it. Cool. Love it. Cool. Um, so I said it's either the pod racing stadium, but then I kind of like saw the pillars in the background and I thought it was maybe the execution stadium from episode two. Who's debating it? So I don't know, but they're on Tatooine. So it's the pod racing stadium. You're welcome, Bridget. (laughs) Good Uh, job. But I like it's more kid oriented, but then you get the Star Wars like adult feel because like they just hold up with some guns when the kids are like getting ready to get executed and then mm. they get saved by doing an encore. Um, but there's a lot of famous Star Wars creatures, which I love because like a lot of them are designed by ILM and Frank Oz. Um, and so you see them animated and you know, it's just like old good feel good times. And I love puppetry and I love practical effects. So seeing them pop up like uh, some more obscure ones. Um, but yeah, and then basically they get saved because they, they go to save Geezer. They play their song, the audience loves it and Jabba lets them live. And at the end they're doing their encore and it ends with like Boba sitting Jamming there like, and having a good time. Doing his head. Head bobbing. And I was like, all right. And then that's the episode. It was a nice little happy fun filler episode. It's a really, it's a good little de-escalation from the first one. And it was just really yeah. fun to watch. Um, I'm going to throw in my voice actors, then I'm going to go into studio stuff. Um, so not only okay. did the uh, the voice actor for Jay do uh, present Mike, he's also um, Iwazumi in Haiku, who's a really big character in like the first two seasons. And um, okay. yeah, that's all I wrote down for that. So that's all I cared about. I am also in <laughs> love with Iwazumi. So <laughs> there's that. He's I'm in great. love with present Mike. So we're, we're good. I love present Mike. Presentation Michael is the best human. Uh, anyway. And and a a wonderful English teacher. Uh, A lot of the other actors, though, they really don't have any credits yet. Uh, I wrote their names down. I'm probably not going to give them to you. I know that's awful, but whatever. Except for Lan, because he was in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. He played uh, Dulcetto, who is the dog boy that we just watched get cut in half by Fear Bradley. So I, I know it's so sad, right? But he's also um, in Attack on Titan. He plays Niall Doc. Um, he's Niall, an older Niall. dude, and he's a jerk. That's all I remember about him. Is he the one that saves Aaron in the beginning when his mom? Gets I want to say yes, but I'm not positive. So no one quote me on that. But he's a very familiar me... face. Niall. From Attack on Titan. No, who is he? 
was the former commander uh, okay. of the military police brigade, Erwin Smith's friend, husband of Marie Tuck. Zeke transformed Niall into a titan. Uh, yeah, I Niall just okay. was always kind of that jerk. I didn't like him when Aaron's on trial. He was See, I knew jerk. he was a jerk. That's all I knew. Yeah. I knew he was old yeah, and so he was a jerk. It, it's, it's fine, yeah. We don't like him. I um, mean, Erwin liked everybody because he gave everybody the benefit of the doubt, but we, we as fans, we cannot like him. We don't like him. Great no. voice actor. Yes. Um, so this was done by uh, Studio Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. I think okay. it's Colorado. Uh, it's actually a really young studio. It's only 10 years old. It was founded August 27th, or 22nd, uh, 2011. Okay. Um, and it was done by Koji Yakamoto, and he came from Twin Engine, and they did, they, they do a couple of things. They're not, like, big, big, but they're big. Like, they did Doro Doro, which is, or, uh, Doro, Oro, Ro, Doro, Ro, Ro, Ro. It's a weird one. It's about, like, an alligator man. It's very good. Um, uh, their, right. their key principle in their company is to make a place where people involved in anime can contribute to can continue to work peacefully and to contribute to the further development of Japanese animation culture, which is cool. And the name actually cool. translates to rich in color. Um, it's a really small studio. Like it's, it's not a lot of people. Like I want to say it's like 18 people in total that work at the studio huh. and they haven't done any animes yet, but they have made two absolutely just bang in anime movies um, the first one is oh. A Whisker Away. These were both done in 2020. A Whisker Away is adorable. It's on Netflix. And Bridget, you would love it. It's about a cat and you have to watch it. Uh, I think someone suggested that to me. It sounds super familiar. It's so stinky. It might have been you. It's probably me. <laughs> um, but the second one I'm super stoked about. It's called Burn the Witch. And it's this tiny little manga series. And no one was, no was going to pick it up. They were like, it's not going to be anything. So they made a two-part anime movie. And it was epic. And because it was so good, they're actually in talks about making it a full series. And that could potentially be their first series, which would be dope. Um, oh. And the last thing I have is that that song in the episode is called Galactic uh -huh. Dreamer. And in the Japanese, it's performed oh. by a band called Nanope. And they're a very small band, but they are on Spotify. And if you enjoy it, you should go listen to it. That song, unfortunately, is not on Spotify, but their band is. And that's a N-O-N-P-E, Nonope. And it's great. They're okay, good. Okay, cool. We'll put their little name yes. down here. In the in the doobly-doo. I'm sorry. I used to watch a lot of Vlogbrothers. In the doobly-doo. In the, the doobly-doo. Mound here. Um... It's thundering here right now. It's, I was like, what is this noise? It's raining and thundering outside. Uh, and lightning. Very, very frightening. Interesting. Oh, no, I lost my spot. Mm. Oh, wait, I found it. <laughs> okay, so that leads us to episode three. Uh, my twin episode. This is the one I was most excited uh, about. I just want to say that going in because really? I saw the image, like the still image, and immediately I said, that is Trigger because Trigger made Promare, and that's all I knew. I was like, I love Promare. It's a great anime movie that has to be Trigger or I'll die. And it is, so I feel good about it. Anyway. Look at you. <laughs> um, so, dub dub voice actors, you only really get two. Uh, do you know who they are? I know that um, is Allison Breen. Yes? Yes. I, I don't know who plays Karn. 
car is Neil Patrick Harris. <gasps> and so what? in the beginning, when he has his helmet on, I was like, it doesn't really sound like him. And then when he took his helmet off, I was like, it sounds very much like Neil Patrick Harris now. Oh, my god! <laughs> but love Allison Brie. Uh, I loved her in Community as Annie. So I was super excited for her to be in this. Um, but yeah, so the twins were on an Imperial Cruiser slash Star Destroyer. Uh, it's basically these twins that are created by the Sith, which is really interesting because this really pulls into, um, the rise of Skywalker, how life is created, cloning, you know, we had all those Snoke clones that were like failed Palpatine clones. Um, so they've created these twins, they're biologically engineered and, uh, they're, they're Sith babies. And so I was like, this is really interesting that it pulls from this because the, you know, Anakin is maybe a born from the force and Shmi Skywalker. So like he could have been that too. And he's, you know, the chosen one that brings balance to the force and, you know, the Skywalker trilogy, uh, well, not trilogy, Skywalker series and. I guess he doesn't necessarily bring balance because then we got the sequels. But in one through six, Anakin is the chosen one. So it's really interesting that they're playing on that. Uh, it kind of looks like a black kyber crystal in the beginning, which is a really big deal in kyber crystal lore. Uh, and a really big deal if you go to Galaxy's Edge. Why? And why? Because why? Uh, it's red. So it's like one of the only kyber crystals that are different from the crystal color. It burns red. It is, like, supposed to be way more powerful. Mm. But it ends up being red later in the series, so I don't know if it's just, like, a shadow. But it looked black in the beginning. Um, Galaxy's Edge at Disney used to have black kyber crystals in the red holocrons. Um, but then they had to stop doing that, like, because people would, like, buy them or break them open to try and get the black crystals all the time. Jeez. Which I really, I really want a black kyber crystal, though. But you can get them on Etsy, I believe. Oh, cool. Uh, shout out to Etsy stores for making dreams come true. Um, so the what their hyper cannon is powered by the kyber crystal, which is a big deal. And also makes me wonder if maybe, like, the Death Star and the Star Destroyers uh, in all the movies are also powered by kyber crystals and just never talks about because we really don't know where they get their energy source from. But if you're destroying a whole planet and you're destroying a whole star, like, you've got to pull power from somewhere and it's got to be a giant kyber crystal. It can't just be one that's, like, lightsaber size uh, to be pulling that energy from. So then do you have to be a Sith Lord to make that work? You know, thoughts, thoughts, opinions, questions. Uh <laughs> So the, a lot, a lot to go with kyber crystals. Really love this. So you have Master Am, who's the girl twin, uh, played by Allison Brie, and she says she wants to bring order to the galaxy. Classic Sith line. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy. Join me, and together we can bring balance to the, you know, the universe. I mean, every Sith Lord has said that at one point or another to get someone to join them, and it normally doesn't work. And Surprise, surprise, we see this as a familial relationship, and it doesn't work. Um, so they're twins created through the power of the Sith. Uh, flashback, we get, and I, like I said, it's like the Snoke Palpatine uh, clones that we see in Rise of the Rise of Skywalker. Their suits are also powered by the dark side, is what they say, which is, it's powered by kyber crystals, um, which is a big deal, and we see that with, uh, you know, Am 
shoving the giant kyber crystal in her suit and it's like oh girl yeah. oh girl that's too like, much hey, that's too much maybe, maybe the smaller one your brother took dude tone it down <laughs> yeah like have you ever overpowered a socket when you're trying to plug something in that's how you explode your phone don't want to explode uh, your don't body. do that yeah <laughs> oh not great um I said, Car's a cute little kid. Uh, in, I love him. Um, I love I him. love that he... It almost feels like the rise of the Resistance ride at Galaxy's Edge, um, which is my favorite ride in the world. But um, it So it's like, basically, you're trying to get away with these plans. Kylo's chasing you down. Things get exploded. You're in space. You're having a drop. You're shooting out through a ship. And this kind of follows that same vibe. So it made me wonder if maybe they had rode that or something and they took vibes from it because it literally is the best uh, theme park attraction in the world right now. It is the coolest thing you will ever see. Or ride. Um, they say they're going to a galaxy. Lord, are you squeaking? I think I am squeaking. Stop. You're creating editing issues for me. It's not intentional. I'm trying to be comfortable. I've been on my feet all day. I come home and slave over salmon for my husband. And I'm just trying to sit and listen to Star Wars. Be nice to me. You're not going to be able... You're not going to be able to hear Star Wars over squeaks that are so loud. I can't do it anymore. I went down further, so it No, I was like, it's it's stopped. That's funny. Um, so like they asked like Car, where are you going? He's like, to a galaxy far, far away. I was like, that's really on the nose. But I like okay. It. Okay. <laughs> Classic Star Wars line. Um, he yells punch it when he's in the X Wing. Also, how do you get an X Wing? X Wings are like notorious rebel ships. So that's really it's interesting anime. that he's in an X Wing and not a, and not a TIE fighter. But he yells punch it. It's a classic thing. You know how many times when I rode the smugglers uh, ride at Disney and that's basically when you get to Captain the Millennium Falcon. I was like, punch it! Punch it! I'm gonna punch it! it was, I'm sure everybody else was really annoyed. But I was living the dream. Um, and then like he follows it right up with, I do have a fa- bad feeling about this. And I was like, dang, these writers are trying to get every Star Wars quote in the book in this like 13 minute episode right now um so am grabs the x-wing like with the force which is really cool because we only see that also in rise of skywalker so it's really interesting they're pulling from the newer titles i don't know if maybe they were advised to do that uh, but that's when we see like ray and kylo pulling one of the ships that captured Chewie, and that's when all of a sudden ray uses force lightning which is notoriously sith so it's giving hint to that she's Ray Palpatine. Um, but then it explodes the ship and we think Chewie died. But this is the same kind of vibes here. Um, force pulling ships was never seen until like this. Uh, until Rise of Skywalker. Um, so you get the tug of war going. Uh, let's see. Car thinks the crystal only brings despair. It's not wrong. It's kind of like the, the Grey Jedi thing. Like with this, is it too much power for a person to have? But then you also have to think of like, you know, it's like when we talk about Full Metal Alchemist, alkahisty and alchemy, like alkahisty is like the healthier version, more about life balance and the circle of life. And that's kind of where Grey Jedi and original Jedi were at. But, you know, over time with power comes corruption. Um, so kyber crystals are in the middle of that battle and the beliefs. Um, so then... 
I just wrote, that is a huge kyber crystal. What the heck? Like, I mean, when we see kyber crystals, like even in the caves, like they're, they're small and they're sparkly. And I think we do see some, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to pull back to like memory from like 2006, but I think we do see some big like stalactite kyber crystals of a cave. Um, but it would have been cool if we got a Luke and Leia story like this, is what I'm thinking. Like, those are the famous twins of Star Wars, is Luke and Leia. And this one, I almost feel like, had more familial depth than what we got with Luke and Leia. I know that's part of the storyline, is that they didn't know they were siblings. Well, they didn't know they were twins to save them from their, they their dad. They did say at the but... beginning of this that Anne and Carr had been separated their whole lives, right? Like, I, they had been... Did they? They I were don't raised remember by different... I... I... I might be crazy. I did read this, <laughs> so maybe it's different that way too. I don't know, but I swear at the beginning it said that they were raised on those two different sides of the ship, so they didn't know each other. Like, she was on one oh. side and he was on the other, and that's how they turned out so different. So this might have maybe been the first I... time that they ever met face-to-face. -face. Okay, well then that lines up with classic Star Wars twin stuff. But I, I don't remember. I might have been looking down and writing notes doing that. I don't remember seeing that. The um, best thing about watching things yeah. in Japanese is that it forces you to watch the episode and then stop and write your notes, which sucks, but <laughs> it also is nice because you're just so engaged. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing is uh, lightsaber whips. Like, what? So dope. Because normally the blade, the blade is like a solid blade, but I've never seen them bendable. There's just so that was really there's cool. There's just something about a standalone, good old-fashioned lightsaber. Whenever someone's coming at you with like crazy stuff, that just really yeah. Like whenever he's just there with his lightsaber holding her off on her whips, my heart was just like, yeah, car, like get it, man. Yeah. Like you gotta root for the. Underdog. I also love when Car pulled out his lightsaber. It right? was blue. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, not a That's Sith, a even though boy. they're raised by them. Yeah, best boy, good boy. Um, I love blue lightsabers, even though some people make fun of me for choosing I blue. just wouldn't have chosen blue. Uh, That's it. I probably would have chosen green because... Blue is clearly my favorite well, color. My, my hair is Jedi <laughs> is Qui-Gon Jinn. So I probably would have chosen green. Okay. But that's just me. He did get cut Qui-Gon Jinn's awesome. So he is not the one to support probably i'll talk i'll talk about qui-gon jinn in another episode oh, that we cool. watched um i love qui-gon jinn because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some lore <laughs> that i really love um <laughs> i said <laughs> people uh so <laughs> car's hair is blowing in space like this which is fun because star wars always has space <laughs> issues because the laws of space apparently are the same in star wars as here but then they break well, them. And so, like, the, one the thing hair that just drove like, me insane about the space thing is both of the twins were out in space without a helmet. And then the robot comes out with the helmet on. And I was like, huh. I think they were maybe purposefully okay. making fun for mm -hmm. that moment because I was like, the humans don't have helmets on, but the droids did. <laughs> Who does not like, have I was just going to let it be until the droid came out. With the helmet on, and I was like, okay, yeah. something's off here. We don't like this. 
I did like it. It was funny. Yeah, I, I definitely wrote that. I was like, that droid wears a helmet? But I think it also kind of was like poking fun. Because I mean, this is clearly a heavy sequel-inspired yeah. episode. Uh, people had a lot of issues with Space Leia, or as they called her, Mary Poppins Leia. I mean, and, like, she, she was, was in space. Mary Poppins. She didn't die. She forced herself, like, over to the door. She did freeze, though. We did see mm-hmm. her body freeze a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's what ultimately led her demise. Um, so it is interesting, because it doesn't follow that rule either. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it, Star Wars has issues with space, space laws. <laughs> But you know what? Like At least it. we're keeping it we're keeping it consistent. So mm-hmm. the consistent rule of no rules. Um, one of my favorite quotes, don't live for someone else. As long as you're alive, you are free. You're free to choose your own destiny, which is super Star Wars-y. Uh, I think something along the lines is said in one of the newest Star Wars games. I'm not a big gamer, so I, I, this is where I fail, is I don't know a lot of Star Wars games. I would love to play them. I don't have a lot of consoles. I just got an Xbox 360, and I have an original Wii. We'll try to and play I the Switch, newest though. one, and it was really not fun. Um, I mean, I, I do play a lot of games. I play a lot of different games, and I will talk about those games. I don't think in this one. I think it's going to be in our second episode of this um because i gotta get into some persona 5 stuff but i I play a lot of different types of games i think the controls in the new star wars in particular were hard they were weird because they're not but they are oh so like the mechanics are really i've really only played like battlefront and lego star wars okay well, the mechanics of this are really basic, so, like, it tricks you into thinking, hey, this is going to be a really easy, fun game for you to play, it's going to be a lot of story, but still kind of challenging, yeah. and then, after they give you all this basic mechanic, they don't really allow you to use them the way that you should be able to use them, so, like, the rules for them hmm. make them stupid, so it was really frustrating, <laughs> I didn't get very far... Will didn't even get very far. It's okay. It's tons of stuff. I'm still stuck on level one of Lego Star Wars, uh, so I totally understand your uh, pain. I'm stuck on indoor. I can't get past this dumb tree. I don't know. You how just to need jump to come play well. games with me, uh, and then you can just watch me play the game for you, and then we'll be fine. I'm a, I'm a button master. I panic. I hit all these no. buttons. Uh, but yeah, I play Lego Star Wars. It's normally a safer game for me. And I'm currently stuck on the first level. Oh, Xbox 360, Lego Star Wars, or uh, full, tri- full, yeah. So I'll, someone can get me off indoor. I'll come help Please you. Help. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull my Xbox 360 out of the storage unit and would help me get past this level. Please. I will help you, Bridget. I will help you. <laughs> okay, so back to me. Fa- after I fail at video games, um, so we're almost at the end, and then. We see the hyperdrive explosion uh, when you go into hyperspace, which is just like Episode Eight, Last Jedi, uh, which I thought was really cool. I that is one of the like most pivotal parts in that, other than the Thurm Room fight that I love, uh, like the hyperspace explosion, almost like sacrifice that we saw in Last Jedi was huge, and like the sound of it, the looks of it, and so we had that basically repeated. Um. And then it ends with Carr saying, she's alive. I can feel it. 
After all, she's my twin sister. So that is two different straight up Leia and Luke quotes. Uh, Cause Leia says he's alive. I can feel it when Luke is like hanging off the bottom of cloud city, lost done, lost his hand and saber uh, to learning that his daddy is Darth Vader. Leia goes and finds him. Uh, and then in the next movie, uh, Leia says, after all, he's my twin brother. When Han's like, oh, let me get out of your way. Clearly you and Luke have feelings. She's like, yes, we have feelings, but it's not like that. And then she's like, he's my twin brother. And Han's just like, <laughs> but and so it's like exact same quotes. And I was like, they really, really pulled in hard on the Star Wars quotes. But it was, I like this episode. It was a cute episode. So that's all I've got. So what you got? Um, the voice actors for this were absolutely perfect in the sub. Um, immediately, I knew that I knew the voice of Carr, that I could not figure out for the life of me where it came from. And yeah, after watching it, I was like, okay, well, I know he's a best boy because he sounds like a best boy. And it's because mm -hmm. he is a best boy. In fact, he is the very best boy. He plays he plays um oh my gosh where is it where is it where is it he plays yuji itadori in jujutsu kaisen he's the main character he is the most ah. lovable human that ever existed um he also plays rengoku's little baby brother in the demon slayer movie stop i just watched the first episode of the mugen train arc and a lot of feels it's a prequel <laughs> to mugen train the movie and so you're just like you know what happens and oh, you're just no. watching rengoku be the best person and you're like <gasps> And he ends up so with like, we will see each other again soon. And I was like, well, his his little baby liar. brother was Carl's voice. Also, he does uh, the voice of Jack and Beastars, who I believe is Legoshi's best friend. I have not watched Beastars. Okay. It's on our list. So one day. It's on our list. Um, Om, or Am, they called her Om in the Om, Om Am. But uh, she, her voice actor's name is Ryoko she's she are see she oh my gosh i'm so okay. sorry to all these voice actors i know i'm ruining it everything if they come on our show we'll learn how to pronounce <laughs> the name better and um she was in um the only thing i really recognized her from was sword art online she played yulier she wasn't a huge character but was a good character um and then b20 in b20 in um Twinian. That's a weird sound to name if you just say it really fast. That uh, was uh, Tokiyoshi Kawashima. And he okay. is Tony Trisadari in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable, which is my favorite JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Even though I haven't watched it yet, I have some manga and I'm obsessed with Josuke. And um, he's also uh, Castro in Hunter Hunter, and he plays one of the guards in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood named Rydell, whose face I cannot remember, but we have seen him briefly. Um, okay. So this was done by Trigger. Trigger uh, is an animation studio that was founded in uh, 2011 as well, so it's only about 10 years old. It was founded by uh, Hiroyuki Imashi and... Uh, Oh my gosh, this next one was, I wrote it so ugly. It's so hard to read. Uh, <laughs> Masashiko Atsutaka. Oh, okay. But uh, Higuroshi Imasashi 
uh, he made, he's the one that had the idea for this studio after he had like this really big okay. success making a uh, Gurren Logan. Uh, he used to work for Gigantics, which is like a huge studio. They did like a Fully Cooly and a Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is like one of the biggest anime anythings of all time. So this is his studio after he went and worked on those, but um, they just got bought recently by in like 2018 by another company called Ultra Super Pictures, but they still have a really promising future. Uh, they've made a couple of animes, nothing like super huge, but still super good. And it's really cool because all of them have the same like look, like the aesthetic of this company. Like, like I said, I knew exactly who made this anime when I looked at the still on Disney Plus. And uh, yeah. they made uh, Kill La Kill, which is excellent. Um, Little Witch Academia, which is adorable, and Brand New Animal, which is actually a new Netflix anime. I've only watched like five or six episodes, but they're all incredibly solid. And of course, they made the anime movie Promare, which is so very gay and so very good. So good. And that's going to actually be in theaters in at the end of November. It's uh, playing for whatever that flashback movie thing is so if you want to see it and you haven't seen it it'll probably come to like flash for evo for it, a lot of people do it they do it at regal too and i think it's oh, cinemark for for uh you know what i'm talking about gosh. right what's that called <sighs> they you have to have certain projectors to do it i cannot for the life of me think of what it is but I want to say it starts with an F. Every part of me wants to call Dana, but I can't. Um, but anyway, it will be in theaters. Uh, it's like some flashback cinema thing. It's not very old. It was made in 2018. Um, but it, it's excellent. Uh, Trigger makes fathom 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 events fathom events thank you it was an f so if you yes g kids if g kids is releasing it back in theaters. everyone should watch it it's not something that you can very easily find like i bought a copy for dana for like 40 dollars at a very strange anime shop in oregon <laughs> so like it, oh. i had to like find it and when i found it it was the last copy and i snatched the crap out of it so like it's <laughs> it's that good go watch it it's got a lot of very prevalent social issues. It's great. We love it. Trigger's great. This is a good episode. Great. It's my favorite. Good. Good. Well, now we're going into episode four, which is one of my favorites. <sighs> so, so good. Um, the Village Bride. Uh, the summary for this episode is a Jedi on the run takes in the, takes in the unique customs of a remote village under the threat of a warlord. That's it. Very good. I don't know if I wrote any voice actors down on this. Oh, my goodness. Let me see, because I think I just got really into it. <laughs> uh, so this is The Village Bride Star Wars Visions. I didn't spell Visions right. Uh, IMDb. I wrote down someone's name, but I didn't write who they played or anything. Like, I just, I think I got really sucked into this. I, uh, but because it was a really good, 
It was I mean, a very good episode. I wrote down voice actors because they're from a lot of things and I recognize them, which is nice. I'm starting to recognize Japanese voice actors too, baby. Let's That's get it. That's nice. I know. I'm having a good time. I'm having a little party over here. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Karen Fukuhara is who I wrote down who plays F. Oh, okay. So she's in Suicide Squad. Uh and she's also in The Boys. So she's Katana in Suicide Squad. Mm, okay. uh, and she's Kimiko in The Boys. And she's also in She-Ra, the Netflix She-Ra show. Uh, she's Glimmer. I so, love Glimmer. That's cool. She-Ra's a very yeah, good and show. Then I, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> I am a lover of cartoons. I, have, I, <laughs> I don't think I really knew anybody else. Um, uh, and that's why I didn't write well, it. Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat, it, he, it's played by Kerry Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki Tagawa, uh, he's in here. And then Nicole Sakura, uh, who is in... She's not in a lot of big things. She's in Superstore. Oh, she's in Superstore. She's Cheyenne. Oh my gosh, I love Cheyenne and Superstore. I can't bring myself to watch Superstore Ugh. since I work at HEB. <laughs> oh, no, you would you would love it. I watched it when, you know, back in the pre-COVID days with Draft House. And it was, I mean, you'll laugh so hard because you're like, finally, a show that absolutely calls out the craziness that we huh. deal with. I'll think um, about it. You will love Superstore. It. It, I mean, it makes fun of more Walmart style, but... Um, gosh, Superstore. Oh, so well, good. since we're on voice actors, okay. let me get mine over with. Because um, yeah. there's a lot of really good ones in here. Um, F is played by Asami Seto. And she actually plays uh, Nabora in Jujutsu Kaisen, who's one of like the main trio. Like every good anime that's like an action anime has like a main trio of people. And she's the girl in this trio. And she is absolutely outstanding. Um, so, yay. Yay, Nabora. We love you, F. Good job. <laughs> um, and then uh, Itaru was played by Megumi Han, who plays Gon in, front, in Hunter x Hunter. He's the main character. So, like, very excellent okay. voice actor right there. Um, and then he's... Mm, nope, you weren't important. I don't need you. I only have one more. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Saku was played by, uh, ooh, this one is a weird one, Maria, Maria Issa, Issei, I'm gonna say Issei, that sounds better to me, um, and she played Kalua in Hunter x Hunter, who is Gon's best friend, so another huge thing, okay. and also Ray in Promised Neverland. He is the most trash character, and I hate him. But he is one of the main three yeah. of Promised Neverland. So excellent voice actors. Good job, Dumbledore clap. There we go. <laughs> Dumbledore, stop it. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically we start out like in this forest. We're introduced to F. I said this uh, gives me a lot of Avatar vibes oh, yeah. of Uncle and Zuko, um, also, which I really love. This whole episode gave me a lot of um, Princess Mononoke vibes, too. I wrote that. Like, just that. That's my third bullet point. Got some Mononoke vibes happening. Like, everything about it. The way that they're dressed, the customs of the people, the way, just the way that the, they yeah, appreciate exactly. the earth. Like, I was like, ooh, okay, Miyazaki, we I, get you. I definitely think it had some homage to Miyazaki there, yeah. 
Uh, and they say one with the planet now. And I was thinking of Rogue One, one with the force kind of thing. Um, then we see F. We don't really know who they are at this point. It's a girl wearing a mask. Uh, and they say it doesn't suit her. And so I'm like, is she a Sith Lord? Is she not a Sith Lord? Typically, normally only Sith Lords wear masks. Um, and then there's a guy carrying the bride up the mountain. It's very traditional culture is what we're looking at. Um, they use the force in a traditional ceremony. They are the forest, the sky, the river. Um, they see the planet's memories. Uh, and it's really interesting. Like they, they're super nature heavy for this, um, this village. Uh, the old man that is with her that we assume might be her master, maybe just a mentor, not quite sure. Um, he said an old friend had roots on this planet. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that's maybe like in reference to another Jedi or something. It's really interesting. Uh, so then we see some classic chaotic villains from Star Wars, Separatists. Separatists stripped uh, the them of their uh, resources on this planet. They were exploited for war. Uh, it's all war is nothing but loss. So that's a very heavy arc in Star Wars. Uh, people don't know, Star Wars is very political. Uh, the Separatists um, are definitely like money hungry. They will use you and dump you. Uh, they're the people that try and kill Padme in the first two movies, um, when she is the queen of Naboo, uh, and then the senator of Naboo. Um, but so yeah, you see, you still see them wrecking havoc, and they're still using the Sith as a way to use power to enforce, like, force their rules upon people uh, and use their planets. Um, so they've. They're, it's a kind of horror. Um, they've reprogrammed droids and they've started attacking villagers. And the village is aware. Saku is the sister and they want to fight and stop this. They want to finally stand up to the droids and not just let them keep taking people. And especially when it ends up, it's going to be her sister. In order to protect like the village leader, she's going to sacrifice herself and her husband's going to go with her. Um, her new husband. They're like at a wedding ceremony. It gets really sad. Um... What kind of wedding is full of mourning, is the quote she says. And it's a big deal. It's like, it, it is this bittersweet thing. They're trying to continue life in their way, but you're seeing these outside forces ruin these customs and traditions of these peaceful people. <laughs> Doesn't that sound familiar? Um, so the mysterious girl has, what did I write? Has a code. Oh, she has a code. Um... And we don't really know what it is yet. And it's interesting. And you don't know if it's like a code of the Jedi, a code, a moral code for her own. Uh, and we see her floating the rock. Uh, and they say, do you have the Magina? Which, floating the rock is very pivotal in Star Wars. Luke did it. Luke had a floating X-Wing. And then in Mandalorian Season 2, uh, we see Grogu floating the rock and floating a little shiny object when he's with Ahsoka. Um, and Jin. Jin, 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 um, Jim, 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 the Mandalorian, the main, the main Mandalorian. We see Jin, Jin. with D G I N, I think D J I N, Jin. not Jin. Jin. Okay, anyway, <laughs> it's almost one a.m. I'm, I'm guaranteed almost. to mess up it's, some names. It's one It's one o six. Never mind. It is one a.m. <laughs> Uh, and then here's the classic Star Wars quote. I've got a bad feeling about this. So 
And so the sister is Saku is watching her, this mysterious girl that we've seen this mask out in the forest. And you're starting to wonder, like, are they going to team up? What's happening is this girl who's clearly powerful with the force. Like, she's going to put a stop to this. She's learning about the separatists. Does she interfere? Cause they weren't interfering with the customs of this uh, village earlier. Um, so we're just kind of watching from the sidelines at this point. I wrote down that the music is super John Williams fluty. Uh, he loves some flutes, and I really love this. Uh, my favorite thing, <laughs> she cuts her Padawan braid. That is a huge deal. She cuts her Padawan braid, takes off her mask. So is her coat, like, are the Jedi still alive? Separatists and Sith are clearly still a thing. Is she cutting her Padawan braid because she is done training and she's now a Jedi? Is she cutting her Padawan braid because she's stepping away? We don't know yet. So uh, I... I, uh, they capture the sister. They capture, um, Saku and her team that was gonna fight the separatists. And, uh, they're about to shoot her with a blaster. And then we get a very episode seven Kylo Ren moment. Uh, he, they, she holds the blaster laser with the force, which is really cool and really hard to do. Cause you know how precise you got to catch it. It's really awesome. Love that. And so then she's going to fight the separatists. Um, a quote I have written down, the breath of life becomes wind and will always respond. Um, and may the force be with you. Uh, super Star Warsy, And, you know, the force, like I was talking about with like kyber crystals, is all about the circle of life, the balance. Everybody's connected to the force. It's uh, when you hear Yoda talk about the force, it's, it's what's in us. It's what we breathe. It's, it, it is life itself is the force. Um, and so Jedi and people who are more force sensitive are just more attuned to that. And I think anybody could be force sensitive, but it's like, do you want to dedicate your life to meditating and finding that and being one with that universe? Um, it does. So the ship looks like the millennium Falcon. So that's kind of confusing. And I was like, where in the timeline is this if that is the millennium falcon i'm sure there's other ships that look like it but i mean like we've never seen another ship that it looks, looks like, like millennium exactly Falcons. like the millennium falcon like yeah. it started blowing up so, and i was like huh no <laughs> so it's really interesting and so i wrote like what is this set best thing she says i am a jedi but i have theories because she pulls it out and it's a yellow blade yellow blades are super rare uh you don't see them very often but yellow blades tend to be associated a lot with uh, gray Jedi. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe the Jedi are already gone and passed, and this is past the sequels. And, you know, she's just kind of studying old Jedi customs, kind of like what we wanted Rey to do and what Rey was doing. And we were hoping she was going to be a great mm -hmm. Jedi. Um, and so she cuts her Padawan braid. And I like to think that she's just cutting it because she's, She's going to find this journey on her own. Not necessarily follow the religious laws of the Jedi. I like but, to think you know, that she's cutting it just the ways because of the her force. hair was annoying her that day. And she was like, eh, I got to go fight some people. You got to do a quick chop. Been there, done that. My hair's too I hot. I'm cutting it all off. I'm literally um, wearing a hat because I can't stand my hair right now. So here we are. 
Uh, I wrote down that the blade is thin and pointed, like in the old trilogy. Uh, the the way the blades were animated was super thin compared to like what I had and uh, what the prequels had. Uh, but it the hilt and everything it looks like a samurai sword in the animation, which I really loved. Um, and then, so she defeats the Separatists, she saves everybody, it's great, the village is back to peace, but the old man stays with the village, so, uh, I said, I kept calling him uncle, because it reminded me so much <laughs> of Avatar. Uncle stays with the village, no. Yeah, uncle, uncle stays with the village. And there he's helping the villagers, like, rebuild, and she takes off in the ship. So, it's a really cool and simple, but great episode about their cultures about finding balance in the force balance in the world uh what the jedi are supposed to be they're not supposed to be interferers they're supposed to be keepers of peace but not until like something's happening they're supposed to be the saviors of the downtrodden um but so that's why i really like gray jedi uh it's like jedi tend to be like if you go like biblical times like pharisees almost is what they've turned into and the gray Jedi are like, you know, just like it's the relationship kind of thing, finding peace, being one with the earth and respect for everything. So I think this episode pulled into a lot of that. And I really loved it. And it was really pretty, very Mononoke vibes. Oh, yeah. Very Zuko and Uncle vibes. And it was just, just very just familiar. My cup of tea. It was really nice yeah. and familiar. And part of the reason that is, is because it came from Kinema Citrus. Which is a new okay. studio. It was founded in 2008, but it was okay. founded by these three dudes, right? Ugh, I'm going to struggle through their names so hard. <laughs> um, uh, Muneki Agawasawa. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yuichiro mm -hmm. Matsuka and Misaki. Tachibana, 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 sorry. So okay. the three of them came from Project Production IG and Bones Studio. Those are like the two okay. big forces in anime. Like uh, Production IG, they made, uh, they've been around since like 1987. And I'm pretty sure Bones came out in like 98. Like it was right after the other. And they kind of just blossomed off each other but ig they, they made um haiku ghost in the shell like psychopaths like just tons of oh, okay. big stuff okay and then i was like i thought i had heard yeah, of that one before they that do makes sense. everything they're also really big into video games but literally the next one is made by production ig so i'm gonna leave that there for a minute um and then they do a bone studio uh, they made eureka 7 soul leader orin high school host club mob psycho escaped the infinity bungo stray dogs and my Hero Academia. Like, they make tons of huge <gasps> stuff all the time. So, no wonder yeah. I love this and it was felt emotional. So this is a little love. baby obsidiary company of those two giant companies. It's like those two giant companies had a baby okay. and here they are. And it hasn't made a whole lot of stuff yet because it is so little, but they have made two really good animes. They've got Black Bullet which I believe is on Funimation, and they made The Rising of the Shield Hero, which is absolutely solid. Um, I'm pretty sure season two or three is coming out for that very soon, but two very solid animes and, like, a future of 10,000 more, I hope, because good stuff. I loved this episode. It was really good. It was a good time. It was a really good episode. It was really it was. too. 
and her sword made me happy. Even though she was wearing high heels, that bothered me a little bit, but whatever, I can get over it. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, you're trekking through the forest in heels? Girl, what kind of bone structure do you have in your feet? Because mine would never. Mine would never. the force. The force holds yeah, her out floats, of her shoes. She floats a little bit in her shoes. Yeah, wow. Wish I had that. Maybe I'd run better. Um, so then that leads us into episode five, the last episode for this, because we're splitting this uh, bonus series into two parts, provisions. Uh, this is my favorite one. I think it has the best, like, cool storyline. Uh, I mean, Village Bride was my second favorite. They were really pulling. And then the the last, the ninth episode, um, what what is that called? Ak- Akakiri was also really up there. But uh, really, I think Ninth Jedi pushed to the top. Um, so that is this episode. I can't wait to make you angry about Akakiri, but I'm going to save that for later. You stop. All right, so voice actors. Oh, wait, the, uh, the, the, the summary. The daughter of oh, a yeah. lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces while on a dangerous mission. That's it. The end. All right, so it's a nice, nice little short, sweet summary. It doesn't spoil anything. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Kimiko Glynn, I love her. Oh, I like her uh, too. She's in Orange is the New Black, but more importantly, she was in Waitress. I love Waitress. She sings my favorite song in Waitress. That's a great song. If you're on uh, a gay anime TikTok, when she sees me, you all know. Or when he sees me, sorry. It's good. When he sees me. Oh, love it. Uh, she plays La Cara, uh, which I love that they say La, like that's traditional names. Uh, I don't know if it's for japan or china uh which is kind of ignorant of me and i apologize I don't know but uh, uh we would love to be educated um, let us know <laughs> please well, i'll probably look it up um, after this and we can just be educated together i will also look it up because it is not your it's responsibility not. to educate it's us not. but i'm sorry for my ignorance uh i just guilted myself real hard on this um and i just am on the first line <laughs> Next voice actor that's super prominent is Simu Liu, uh, who plays La Zima, which is Shang-Chi, which uh, love Shang-Chi. That's, gosh, that movie. I could talk for hours about how great that movie is. Um, and those are the two big voice actors that I actually I wrote only down wrote down one. two. Um, I did Kara. She's uh, in Food Wars. She's Alice uh, Nag- uh, Nagari, which I love. She's a little weirdo. And she's also uh, Katsumi Miwa in Jujutsu Kaisen. Just the sweetest little cute girl. And then I wrote down um, yeah. Rodin. Uh, I tried to write down Ethan, but he's done nothing. But <laughs> Rodin is uh, uh, Katsuya <laughs> Nakai. And he has like 10,000 million credits. But mostly he was Zoro in One Piece. And One Piece is still going and will never stop. So he will be Zoro in One Piece. Will never end. Peace until he dies. Um, good for you. Good for you. Good for you, man. Oh, I did have two more voice actors. I just Ooh. found my note. Go I was like, I thought I did. The narrator, I didn't write down the actor's name because I got too excited, is all for one. The voice of all for one. And I was like, yes. <laughs> big deal it. right now. Big deal. Uh, and then Hero from Heroes, who was like my favorite character in that show uh, before the writer's strike happened and that show fell apart, is Masioka. I love that. Uh, oh, no, he plays Ethan. His name is Masioka. Oh. Sorry. But I loved Hero and Heroes. Um, 
got to save save the cheerleader, save the world. Uh, sorry, R.I.P. to Heroes, man. I was really invested in that show, and then the writer strike happened, which good for the writers. I support that, but that show definitely suffered because they didn't put it on hiatus and they tried to go without the writers. And ugh, so many shows died during that. Uh, let's see. So here we go. Ninth Je- Ninth Jedi. Uh, many generations have passed since the Jedi Order. Now in war, Margrave, um, Margrave J. I don't know why I wrote Juro. Uh, is mine? His name is Margrave. Okay, Juro. thank you. I was like, what? Oh, I have a question mark next to J because I think I was trying to write real fast I got and I missed it. I got uh, you. They're mi- mining for kyber crystals and seeks to restore the Jedi, but ancient Sith are hunting them down. Uh, hunting down the Jedi to begin a new era of Sith rule. So classic. The Jedi are trying to come back. They've basically all been eliminated. Old Sith Lords are still kicking because they can clone themselves now, apparently. Uh, And they're going to try and wipe out the Jedi. So it's a sweet, like, dad and his daughter. They live on this planet. It's a pretty remote-looking planet. They're making lightsabers because they've been mining kyber crystals. And the Margrave... Uh, is the one trying to reassemble the Jedi. Um, oh, so the the we see a aerial temple for the Jedi. The Jedi temples are a big deal. And so it's kind of cool because it's built on a meteor, uh, which is fun. I don't think I've really seen that before, mm-hmm. um, which is smart. It's like a floating, uh, like, you know, ever-moving location so that it's harder to track down. Um, and basically, there was a transmission that went out to all Jedi saying to meet at this aerial temple. That is where we're going to try. I'm going to have lightsabers for you because basically people haven't seen lightsabers in ages. Um, and it feels a lot like episode three, Order 66 kind of trap when they're like, hey, all Jedi come to the temple and any Jedi that weren't killed by the order, we're going to be slaughtered there. Um, so uh, it's the connection to your force determines the color and length of your uh, lightsaber through the kyber crystal, which is cool because you don't ever hear the length one very much. Uh, and we kind of got a hint of, I mean, they talked about it in the books back in the day that are no longer canon. Um, but we got to kind of see it, but it wasn't like physically addressed or like talked about uh, in Rise of Skywalker because when Rey has her lightsaber, it's really long because she's like shorter. But then when she force puts it behind and Kylo pulls it out, like you can see it adjust sizes for them because they're two very different sized people. Um, so it's all about your force sensitivity. The Kyber crystal, like I said, is a force sensitive crystal. And so depending on your connection with it, which is really cool because that's why Kara, when she's playing around with the lightsaber, it's kind of translucent, but you can see that it's there for her, but she's had this safe childhood her whole life. Uh, so it's kind of almost feels like if you're a religious person, like when you live at home and you're under your parents' religion, it's safe, but you don't really have any life experience. You don't know what you believe. And so that's what Car is about to go into. Um, are you I'm, I'm nodding at him that it's safe to use the kitchen. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, what are these eyes happening? <laughs> he, he's moving I will. very slowly and quietly because he's a, a gem of a human. Please continue. Oh, sweet Will. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hers is kind of colorless uh, and it, it's almost like a blackish gray kind of blade. Um, 
and so when basically these uh, imperial people droids and sent out by the sith are coming to get her dad and so her dad packs up all the lightsabers sends her away basically knowing he's gonna die which is really sad but then sends her away as like hey you've got to go to the temple you've got to make this happen this is bigger than the both of us um and says (laughs) and says you know be careful may the force be with you classic star wars moment it's you know like a you know godspeed kind of saying um so the music is really similar to the new trilogy theme. It's very, very close to Ray's theme in the pre in the sequels, um, which I really like Ray's theme. Um, so that was a nice little note. Uh, my favorite is she's going to the droid. She's like, "Hey, I I need you to fly me on this ship to the Jedi Temple." And his only thing he says is, "I'm on my break." And I was like, "And he's sipping tea." And I was like, "You leave that droid alone. You he is on his break." <laughs> It's I'm like sided with the wrong person at that moment. Okay, sometimes your break can be postponed. I, it's sometimes you've been working way too long of shifts. You only get a thirty-minute break, even though you've done an eight-hour shift. And so you just you leave that that droid alone to sip their tea and have their break. <laughs> so I realized I like sided on the wrong side there, and I was like, "Whoa, what is what is retail done to me?" I was like, "Yeah, hey, you leave me alone. It's just oh, break." But while all of this is happening um, in the temple, there are seven supposed Jedi's waiting with this robot for Malgrave to, for Margrave to show up, and the robot pulls out this lightsaber, yes. and everyone's like, "Ooh, the lightsaber!" And they hand it to this dude, Ethan, which is the most freaking milk toast name ever of anyone in star wars in la ethan. cara la and they hand ethan. ethan the lightsaber and he uses the lightsaber it's a blue lightsaber and everyone's like "Ooh, cool ethan good job i just wanted to catch everyone up good job ethan that. you're a good guy yes you you are correct i missed all of that you're upset about so the robot i understand i yeah, understand so- he needs his break. He needs his break. Basically, so they go, it's on a piece of jalopy, like, slowly go into this, like, aerial temple. Um, and so she goes there with the saber. She's like, oh, you're the Jedi. The Margrave's supposed to be here. Oh, my gosh. Yay. They're, they're after me. They're coming. They're coming. And, you know, Ethan's got his blue saber. Everybody else grabs the saber. And you think they're all the Jedi that were called. Uh, that the Margrave sent this beacon to, and all the sabers Such a good twist, because I really thought on. Margrave was going to be the bad guy. Caps. I was like, oh, oh no. He's going to come and kill all these dudes. Right? Yeah. You kind of think, uh-huh. It, what a twist. Uh, so then there's this, um, what's it called? This droid that's there and is, like, talking to them. And then the, all of a sudden the droid opens up and the Margrave was there the whole time. And it was a trap to lure out the Sith to see who was trying to kill all the Jedi. Um, they were all secret Sith. Uh, and um, the Mar- I love in the Margrave's hand, the, the lightsaber went from red to green. Uh, and then it was blue. And so you're seeing the kyber crystal change based who's holding the lightsaber, which I love because that is, that's what I'm talking about with kyber crystals, the flow of energy, the flow of the force. It's all based on you. Um, 
And so you see Cars is still kind of blackish green, but then when she's in that fight and she's like, her and Ethan are helping defend the Margrave from all these surprise Sith Lords, hers turns solid green. I'm like, yes, girl, real life experience. I'm sorry you had to lose your dad, but look at you, shine and become one with the force you are solidified the kyber crystal's like girl you got this let's do this and she gets a green saber and i was like oh yes um and then we see you know another sith uses sith lightning which is a big deal in fighting it's super way of cheating uh unless you're well i was gonna say unless you're samuel jackson you reflect it back but then you know anakin cuts your hand off and that's this whole thing um that's why you should parent better and not neglect the child and maybe they won't have confusing and sway towards the sith uh that's another conversation for our spinoff show why episode three is the best oh i thought it was um, uh, parenting advice with bridget <laughs> Yes, parenting advice with Bridget, who does not have a child, and it's all based on Star Wars. Films. Yes, I like this for us. This is good. I... Book coming to you soon for, uh, at half price books, probably. Yeah. Um, it was returned. It was just so, the one copy. It's the, it was it's returned. It's only one copy. It's not even bound. It's just got like a big old clip on it. Uh, so you know, don't lose the page, or else you know, pivotal life thing. And gone. not like a binder clip, like a chip clip chip clip exactly an h-e-b chip clip so if you if you're tired magnetize it onto that fridge right there <laughs> love it um <laughs> uh and so then you see like i was trying to figure out what was happening like if it was a force shield when that person falls um and so that person falls and it cracks and i'm like it's this glass and then he burns up and i realize which this is a Jedi aerial temple because it's one giant kyber crystal. And so that's why they're mining. That's why they could keep making this. The whole temple is a kyber crystal. And so when that person fell there and they burned up, it was because of like when a lightsaber burns you. Freaking awesome. I was like, oh my god. The end shot so cool. of this episode when they're like, backing out and then they turn the temple upside down and it's just a lightsaber was so good so pretty it was yes perfect. uh so the way you see one of the sith lords it you can see the sway that the sith have over people uh because the margrave walks up to him and is like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing you're not the, you're not evil like what's wrong with you and he says um you know, I was consumed by their evil and his lightsaber turns from red to purple. So I love that you can't lie with the kyber crystal. Yeah. Like, your heart is is there. Um, and so, not all the Jedi are dead. The Margrave says he can still sense them. And so basically, they're gonna go on a mission. Uh, they took Kara's dad. Her dad's not dead. And so she's like, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. My dad did all of this for us. We have to save him. Um, and the Margrave's like, hey, in order to, like, be a full Jedi, like, council and be able to, like, even think about taking this on, I need a ninth Jedi. And Kara is asked to be the ninth Jedi. Praise be. So I love good. this. So good. And so, yeah, the meteor, then you get that amazing shot that you were just talking about where the meteor flips upside down. And it's a giant lightsaber. The rock was a giant kyber crystal the whole time. That's why the dude burned up when he touched it. And it that's how it ends. It's just the giant lightsaber. Cars the Night Jedi. They're going to go get her dad. I need this to be a spin-off show. I would watch show. the crap out of it. 
But do you want to know the reason why right. it's so good? Because why? it was done by why? Production me. IG, the mega mind of all mega minds, great things. And they just do everything. So and the cool part, well, hold on, I'll, I'll get to that. Hold on, hold on. Uh, okay. It was founded in okay. 1987, okay. December 15th, by okay. uh, this name again. This one, I think this one's the worst one on the <laughs> list. It's Mitsuhisa, Mitsuhisa, Mitsuhisa Ishikawa. Ishikawa is fine. I'm just going to say Ishikawa. And then his partner, uh, Gato. I'm not even going to try to say his first name. His last name is Gato. And IG okay. is actually their like, names. Like That's why it's like that. But they oh. also, it also stands okay. for uh, two words. Uh, one, the I is uh, Itsuno, which means always. And then G is uh, ginky, okay. which means happy. So it's production always happy, which is really cute. Aw, I love that. Um, but the reason that they're so good at doing all these, like, big action sequences is because they do cutscenes for a lot of, like, uh, anime-based video games. So they did the Xenoblade Chronicles, oh. Final Fantasy, and my ultimate favorite game of all time, oh. Persona 5. So, and they're, they're doing all of the cutscenes, I believe they're doing all the cutscenes for um, the new Shin Megami Tensei that's coming out next month, which I will be playing and crying about for probably another 300 hours. So, here we are. <laughs> but, uh, but that's all I got on that. Good. I already told you everything that came from this wonderful, wonderful company. Uh, just know that they're fantastic and... They will continue to make good things. I loved it. I loved it. Like, this was the one. This is why it became my favorite. Because it's like, I want to see more. And that's why the last episode uh, also kind of almost was there. Because I wanted to see more. But this one, like, so easily could have been a pilot episode to an amazing series. I think the coolest part about this series is that it's so hard to make standalone shorts and have them feel rich and fulfilled and like they're a full story. And every single one of these has a really solid storyline, a cast of great and well-played characters. They're all beautiful and they all have a really good resolved ending, even though they're still open for more. It's just such a, they do such a good job yeah. telling a complete story in 13 minutes. Like, I think the longest one is 22 minutes, right? This, this last, th- yeah, I think so. And this last episode felt like it could have been a whole exactly. feature length, like, TV series. Like, it, it was, it they packed a lot in without feeling too rushed. Like, I was emotionally invested. They had great twists and turns. It was really pretty. It was funny at times. The music it was great. Like, was just, it all ugh, felt. This one was so good. Like, something completely different. But it was also just so very familiar mm-hmm. and wonderful. And, uh, like I said, I, I really can't give this any yeah. better praise other than the fact that I don't like Star Wars and I love this series. Hey, it might- maybe that's changing now. We're getting you in to deep Star Wars lore where you're not just going to have to know about those blockbusters. You're going to get to learn about all these cool, like, Sith, like, lords that are 
awesome females. If you learn General Grievous's backstory, it's one of the coolest things and make him like one of the most terrifying villains. And why I was kind of sad that in episode three, he like his story was so short because in the like animated series in between two and three, like he's the big bad and he's killing people. And when he took the chancellor, it's a huge deal. Like the whole government's going to fall. Um, and, and, you know, Palpatine had to have him killed off because his goal was to get Anakin now as his next, like, it was Dooku, Grievous, then him. We'll see. Like, I don't know if I'm gosh, that far into yet. So, but, so, I had a really good time. Well, I'll try not to overwhelm you. I'll try not to overwhelm you. But the, the, I think you'll love the TV series of Star Wars because they get to play with things like that and not have to worry about, you know, blockbuster numbers because if you don't know about movie theaters yeah. movie theaters super politics heavy i mean there's a lot that goes into a movie i respect them but i mean you could definitely have a lot more freedom with tv which is why i think mandalorian is so good and so popular right now because they're really exploring miniseries with star wars lore um so this that was episode one through five. There's nine episodes of Star Wars Visions. So we'll cover episode six. Toby, it's my T-O-P-I. dad's name. It was whenever uh, they well, said it. I was episode just like, seven. Oh, the Elder. <laughs> so good. Uh, it was a cute episode too. So uh, episode eight, Lop and Ocho, which is a very different episode, and I really liked it, but mm-hmm. very different Star Wars feel. Um, and then episode nine. Akakiri. Akakiri, sorry. Akakiri. Akakiri, which was also really good. Um, man, it's really great. I love I love Star Wars Visions. I think it it just is so different. I, I love that they took a risk letting, you know, anime studios everybody always wants to play with Star Wars. And Star Wars That's is the so best projective thing about of Star anime. Wars. It's why there's anime is like problem. the ultimate platform. But, you can do anything in anime. So it makes sense to give them something like Star yeah. Wars, because if anyone's gonna actually give you something new, it's gonna be anime. Like, come on. And a lot of animes respect like, you know, those big properties that have like a big lore to the back of them, they respect storylines and they pay attention uh, to all they, of they the They really details. push boundaries all on animation them. stuff now. Yeah, which is which is so crazy that I'm only like respecting this and knowing this like maybe like less than a year now. Uh, but this is the point of our our podcast is to help people bridge that gap. And I think also Star Wars teaming up with animation studios and doing anime is a huge, like, gateway bridge, too. Uh, because that's a whole different community branching into a Star Wars community. And both of those tend to be really gatekeeping. And so uh, we'd love to break both of that. And I, oh that's all I got for goodness. now. Because I can yeah. keep talking. We're right at two hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was I great. <laughs> um, I'm very glad that we watched this. I've enjoyed it. A lot. Um, honestly, I give the whole thing a ten yeah, out of ten. It, it's a it's a perfect anthology. It's very good. Um, if you don't Same. like Star Wars or you're unsure about anime, uh, I don't like Star Wars, and I would watch this again. I probably will because Will hasn't watched it yet, so I will watch it with him. And um, it's it's definitely worth it. And they're short; they're really short, so don't don't let it hold you back. Yeah. 
Longest is 22 episodes, and I think yeah, it's only so one, and the rest are more average. 22 minutes. 15. They're really short. 22 like, episodes. I, watched I meant minutes. Minutes. All of the Minutes. Sorry. Yeah. In, like, what, four hours? No, three hours. Not even... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think it takes that long. I, I think so. I got them all done in like an hour and a half and I just back to back to back. Um, but yeah, so I think we'll mm-hmm. end the episode and here and yeah. I, next week, I guess we'll, or we'll have after. Yeah. Next week part okay. next week, next week, part two will be released. We'll record it sometime this week. Um, but basically, uh, we love anime and we love you. And, and we kind of like star Wars now. I love Star Wars and may the force be with you. And also with you. Bye!